Another edition of the Behind You podcast. Julia Williams, good morning. Thank you for getting up on a Saturday to do this. How you doing today? Good morning. I'm doing fine. Got some rest in. Got your rest in? Mm-hmm. Ready to bring it? Yeah. Excellent. So, obviously, you guys had a tremendous season. Obviously, there's another part to your story, right, in terms of what you went through in high school with your scoliosis diagnosis, the surgery, et cetera. So we want to talk about all of that, Julia. Uh, and I just want to go back to that moment when you when you found out that you had scoliosis, um, how bad it was, and when you were first told what it was and what it might take to correct it, what was going through your head? Um, honestly, what was going on through my head is I knew I had to get it done. I don't think no negative thoughts was going through my head. If anything, it was just think positive and get through this. Um, when I found out, I didn't know it was like a bad surgery. I mean, I just know people have surgery and they make it through. So, like, I was just thinking that, okay, God got me and I'm all, I'll be okay. Did you know something was wrong before you were officially diagnosed? Um, we knew something was wrong, but we didn't know that it will like it would lead to the scoliosis, like because I would have, I want to say my left side or my right side, my rib would pop out. Like I would lean and my rib would pop up, but nobody could really see it because I always had a shirt on that would cover it. Because now this was, this was a pretty extreme form of scoliosis, correct? I mean, I would just assume 67 degree curvature is, is pretty bad. Uh-huh. No, I honestly didn't know what degrees was. Well, I knew what degrees was, but I didn't know what, how, like how bad it was. Like, Nowadays, when people talk to me about it, they was like, oh, my God, like, you're so inspirational about this surgery you had and, like, the degree and, like, the pictures, like, it's like a miracle or whatever. Like, I didn't know the surgery was that serious, like, and I didn't know what could come out of it either. What did they do? Basically, I want to say, I don't know, but I do know because I was up, like, 5 o'clock in the morning. I was already tired, so when I got there, I was already asleep, so when I woke up, it was already done. And I barely could see. So they told me to go back to sleep. But basically, I guess they put a rod in there to straighten it up. And it's, I guess, screws. And basically, it keeps it straight. And it angles it, like, to where it doesn't twist. It's just, it, the rod's bent. So, like, basically, there's going to be a scar. I'm scarred for life, basically. And the rod is going to be in there for life. But it's okay with me because I rarely could feel anything. This was your junior year of high school? When was this? Before this junior year, because I made sure that it didn't affect. I had to pick between AAU and high school, so I made sure it didn't affect high school. So I had to sit out my AAU season. I didn't have to sit out high school. So AAU is like spring and summer, right? And mm-hmm. then you would come back in the fall or winter for basketball? Mm-hmm. This is what, at Blanche Ely? Yes. So you got, you got your junior and senior year of basketball in? Yes. It's a pretty quick recovery. Yeah, I mean, they told me how many months, and I guess we got it done. So were you in pain? Like, was it the scoliosis? Were you in pain from it? Um, You're talking about after or before? Before. Well, I know, I'm sure after the surgery, there was pain, right? It, my wife oh. just got, my wife just had neck and spine surgery. That's not fun. But before, was there pain? Like, were you, was it, did it bother you? No, not at all. So if you, no, no one had ever told you, no one ever took you to the doctor, you probably just would have kept going? Yeah. But probably. So who who pointed it out? Like what what drew you to the doctor? Was it a family member? Was it you? Like what finally said, hey, we got to go get this checked out? Um, I think it was um she saw that okay the bone will always poke out, but she wanted to know like why was it 
like it kept growing so like she wanted to know why I keep poking out like she was interested so I guess went to the doctor and then they told us to go to somebody else like went from doctor to doctor and the other doctor he told us that um you might need surgery there's no way other possible or whatever like you know other people wear braces and they try to straighten them up but he told me like that was the only option and you were just let's do it yeah basically <laughs> all right so you asked if there was pain before now tell me only because i've literally my wife just got out of the hospital two weeks ago for some surgery on her neck and spine and not to try and compare the two but it was pretty intense and she was in a lot of pain afterwards so what was it like immediately thereafter i'm sure that was not comfortable um immediately after like i said um i woke up i couldn't see i could hear my mom but i couldn't see and i think i was trying to open my eyes but it it was open, but it was just pitch black. And I was telling my mom I can't see. I could hear her like worried, like why she can't see. But then it was like just go back to sleep. So as I went back to sleep, I opened up. I mean, the only pain I felt was I really didn't feel no pain. No, because like, in the hospital, no, in the hospital they get you on good meds. Yeah, they get you on good meds. But once you start looking at all this stuff that's on you, you start to feel the pain. Like I seen all these needles in me. And then I felt something like a scream coming from me. And then it was my mom took a picture of my back. That had me more worried because I had like a little scream inside my back, drawing blood from it. Oh, or yeah. Went inside. So I'm like, like, where's all this coming from? How big's the scar? The scar is literally from, I want to say my neck right here to the bottom of my back. So your whole back was opened up? I guess, yeah. Is this straight like, down? Straight down. I would okay. never get a tattoo over it. <laughs> Why do you have tattoos in other places? Yeah, I do, but I would never. People, my friends want me to get a back tattoo. They said it look nice, cover it up. I was like, nah, that's the tattoo right there, scar for life. That's your mark. That's your mark. So, yeah. so I, I kind of said immediately thereafter. But it, once you got out of the hospital, like, were you worried or concerned or scared? Like, what was your mindset? Because obviously, that's a pretty big scar. It's a pretty big surgery. Obviously, mm -hmm. today you're you're good, good to go. But in that immediate or in that small in that window after the surgery, when you get home, when you're healing, what was that like? I want to say it started off like cool because the doctor told us I that was my thing. When as soon as I was getting in the car, I wanted to know how long the process was and how long this pain was going to last. I knew it was going to be pain, but I just wanted to know. She said it shouldn't last a long time. She said about a week or two, but I didn't really believe that because that is quick and that's a whole back surgery. So as it continued, um, I was home. So the pain really felt, it felt rare, but it wasn't too bad. It was, it was just that I couldn't sleep. You know, you toss and you turn. Oh my God, you right. The doctor was saying, I can't sleep that way. I can't sleep on my back. I have to sleep a certain way. And I'm a wild sleeper. So I didn't like that. You're a wild sleeper? Yeah, I didn't like hearing that. Especially if I'm in a bed by myself, I didn't. I'm I'm wild. So, <laughs> this is how I just my son's the same way. I call him a flim flammer. Yeah, if you got the bed to yourself, I'm wild. Like, let me have that. But it's like she told me I couldn't sleep a certain way in the middle of the like if 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 it's the morning or the middle of the day, like I'll be okay. Like if I'm just sitting there watching TV, it'll be pain, but it's not too much where like I'm crying. The only pain that was really hard was um when I was going to sleep and I couldn't sleep. Yeah, like, I imagine that wasn't fun. I it was about that. like a, yeah, it wasn't fun. It was about like a ten, like a ten. 
an eight out of ten. I was up, but it's like I just needed that pill. Like I was crying on, like I just need the pill to get me go to sleep, and I'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. I got. I heard that my wife was saying this. I'd hear those screams, "Help, help!" She just needed, she needed help. So were you in a brace? Like after the surgery, were you in a brace or no? You were just no. I wasn't in a brace. They just had a tape on it, like a long tape, just yep. past to cover it up. I wasn't in no brace. Make this the day your life changes. The all-new UFIT Gyms has been created to give you exactly what you need to accelerate your fitness results, including state-of-the-art equipment and a new cross-functional turf training area. Enjoy personal training as low as $35 and new small group training classes, including HIT Plus. Take it to the next level with personalized nutrition from Eat Love, along with anywhere, anytime access to UFIT on demand with over 1,000 workouts. Reach your goals faster at the new UFIT Gyms. So how long was it before you could run or walk or even get on the court? Honestly, I could walk right after the surgery because that's what they told me to do. But running, you know how kids are bad. Like, I'm not saying I was bad, but I didn't listen to directions sometimes. I would try to run. I would try to pick it up the walk, but it wasn't. Hey, it was like, hey, don't do it. <laughs> so I think probably two months or three, I want to say. It started to gradually increase. So from there, I just went with it. But after like, I want to say four months, I started running, but it wasn't how fast I wanted to be. But it was progress. So it made me happy. And you were a track person, weren't you, to start from what I read? Yeah, yeah most definitely. So speed's important to you. Yeah, speed kills. <laughs> In basketball too, right? Mm-hmm. Was there ever a thought that you may not get to play again? Was that ever discussed? Yeah, it was. Um, actually, like like I said, those late nights when you're by yourself in your room. Um, yeah, I will tell my dad that. Like it was one time. I'm not even gonna lie. Um, I was crying to him and I was like, That like this hurts. Like you like, I don't think I'm gonna play again. And my dad, like, he's a godly person. So he was like always have faith and um you got this like don't say that like you go get on that court again and I think I needed that for my dad you know I never really saw my dad really cry so that I needed that and, and, that, we prayed, and that helped yeah we prayed on it and then I think from there that was a boost that I needed did you have to go through actual physical rehabilitation no that's the thing that's a lot of questions I get um but no, all the doctor said, just keep me moving and Adam don't have me sitting still. I guess the back was just going to heal on his own and I just had to stay active and walk around the circle or whatever. I gotcha. So we, we skip summer or we skip AAU travel and you get back on the court for your high school junior year? Most definitely. Once you fully healed, did you feel better than before? Like now that the rod is in and you have some flexibility and your back is relatively straight or in the the position it's supposed to be in and not dealing with the scoliosis you had at such a severe level, did you feel like you were a better athlete? I most definitely did because I could feel myself getting taller because once I jumped, I felt like I was closer to the rim than I was before. So that was a big plus on it. And when the doctor told me, Ben, like I could reach my toes like more like. I was like, whoa, like, <laughs> I didn't couldn't do this stuff before. So it was like, okay, I'm getting somewhere. And then especially, like I said, when I jumped, like, I went for a layup and I touched the backboard. I was like, 
Like, where does come from? Like, I thought I had powers for a second. I had to try it two times. So what happened? You got? Did you literally get taller? I heard. I said, read that some of that. Your did your body stretch? Yeah, I literally got taller. Like every time somebody see me, they say you got taller from that surgery. Like, and it's like I'll stand next to them, and they'll be like, "Dang, like you taller than me now." Like, what's up? And I was like, "Yes, that surgery." Like, instead of like leaning, it like gets your posture straight. So it's like I'm, I'm up. Yeah, so you're back. You're going like you go from here to here, right? Mm -hmm. So you mentioned before um, that moment with your dad about not really being sure if you get to play. You were scared. He was emotional. Was that the low moment? That was the lowest moment. Or you could say the low, another lowest moment is when I didn't eat. Everybody knew something was wrong when I didn't eat. I'm a person that eats a lot. What do you mean, after the surgery or before? After. So like kind of I depressed? Um, I wouldn't say naturally depressed, but I was in a zone where like I would just sit on the couch. People would try to tell me to move, but I wouldn't move. Like I was just in a mood where I didn't just want to listen. Like just let me just sit here and watch TV and think but it was I could say it probably was a moment where I was depressed because you know AAU is where you get to um, closer with your friends and I would see my friends play and I'll be like dang like I'm missing out on a lot like AAU is a season like you wouldn't want to miss and I missed out on that I would also imagine AAU is your chance to get seen by coaches right did that go through your head I mean I don't think it naturally went through my head but it did cross it Honestly, I didn't really know a lot about college and how a lot of offer stuff go. I just knew that I had some, and hopefully they just stick by my side and believed in me. But that's like with Miami. Like, I, I felt okay because they would check on me. So they they had, they were recruiting you before your surgery? Yeah. So before your surgery, that was after your 10th grade year, you were already being recruited by certain schools? Mm-hmm. And I, so I'd imagine – if you were afraid, you may not get back on the court. I guess you were also afraid potentially that some schools might bail on you or no. Yeah, I was definitely afraid. And that's what some schools did. Some schools bailed. Katie Meyer did not bail. Katie Meyer did not bail. Did that play a part in ultimately your decision? It most definitely did. So loyalty. Loyalty. I'm very big on loyalty and family. And that's where they came in and like they really helped. They will call FaceTime and it made it seem like I was already one of their players. So that played a big part. And they actually did what they had to do to get me. Change the trajectory of your career or find your new passion. Both are possible at the University of Miami's Division of Continuing and International Education. The division offers over 50 courses with online and hybrid options for on-the-go professionals and busy parents. Visit miami.edu slash DCIE to learn more or call our enrollment advisors at 305-284-4000 to discover which course is right for you. Was there a moment when you were clear, like finally cleared, where the doctor said to you, Jalea, you're good, go play? And if there was, what did that feel like? Yeah, it was. Um, when the doctor wrote the note, like you know, you have to have proof. So he wrote the um note, Doctor George. She was like, "You're finally clear to go." And I looked at my mom, and I just smiled, and I was like, and "Then that's when I was just, I was just honest with her. I was like, Doc Loki, I was just, I was already doing a little stuff. I felt good at the moment. <laughs> you were cheating. <laughs> yeah." <I was> cheating. <laughs> <laughs> I told him I said I've been doing a little stuff and my mom was showing him a video I think and it's like 
I was like, yeah, I've been doing a little stuff, but not too much. It wasn't like jumping wise, like maybe dribbling because, you know, you still have to keep your handles tight. So I was like, okay, let me just be honest with the doc just in case. All right. So you said, doc, you're a little late with the note. Yeah. I've already been doing my, I've already been doing my thing. Yeah. All right. So you mentioned about coach Meyer uh, sticking with you. Uh, so those last two years of high school summer, uh, I assume you did travel ball again once you were cleared and all that kind of stuff. Ultimately, why'd you decide to come to Miami? I decided to come to Miami because for one, like I said, coach Katie, them, they stuck with me. Like it wasn't even just that too. Like, I think they've been recruiting me since I was in eighth grade. Fitz would come to the games. He came to some of my high school games, too. And then not only that, I love the weather that I'm in now. Like, I'm not a type of person that deals with cold weather, especially when we travel. I don't like it. I can't deal with it. But, yeah, and then when I saw the campus and then they said we're getting new dorms, I like that stuff. And then when I had the uniform on, it felt good to wear the uniform, orange and green, like it was the same colors as my high school. And then the fact that I had got to watch the game one time with my friends, it just it just felt good. And it felt like I was meant to be here. Like it was the place to be. And not only that, it was close for my family to come to my games. Not not many people get their family to their games. So like that's a bonus. This year must have made it all worth it, huh? Yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> family got to see a lot. Did your family travel with you guys this year? How'd that work out? Yeah, my family got to see the um the March Madness games. They came the um the one when we uh, played LSU. Oh, they came to that one. Yeah, that must have been fun. Yeah, it was fun. They 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 don't mind traveling. They just gotta. They just want to know. Okay, you got us tickets. I'm like, okay, yeah, I got your tickets. And they just want to know where, what time they, what hotel. Okay, send me off. Okay, we'll see you there. You said Coach Meyer, the staff had been with you since eighth grade. They stuck by your side, et cetera. Uh, but I want to go back to your, just your on-court performance after the surgery. So you get back after the surgery, you're back on the court. Obviously, you know, you were cheating a little bit. The doctor finally signed off on it, et cetera. But like, did everything come back together quickly? Was there any struggle kind of regaining your old form? Like, how was that finally getting back onto the court after the surgery? What, How did you kind of find your your groove or your game again? Honestly, I had a lot of support system with friends and family. It was a little slow. I would get frustrated that, like, sometimes, like, I was going slow and, like, it ain't what it was. But I just kept practicing. And, like, you know, my friends and my family was always in my ear, like, keep going, like, keep pushing, you got this, like, it's, you'll be back in no time. So from that point on, I just kept replaying it in my head from every time I'll get down or, like, every time I'll mess up, like, I have to remind myself, like, it's okay to mess up. You know what you've been through. Like, you could you could come back from anything. Like, it was just a surgery. You got this. So from that point on, I just went to working. Like, I, I was in the gym nonstop. I was with my current coach from high school, then my trainer, and then my other coach, well, let me put names on it, Coach Yara, Coach Green, and Coach Mike. And, like, they was just with me. And from that point on, like, we just been there every day. Like, they wouldn't push me past my limits or nothing. They would just always ask me, are you okay? Like, you got, like, can you go? And I was like, yeah. Like, I was never the person to, like, tell them no. Like, okay, I'm okay. Like, I got it. They know, like, I'm a person that's always, like, you're not going to outwork me, basically. So, I would 
jump I would do all this and I, I knew I had to do some weight stuff too so it's like I was working hard harder than I ever did before and I got back to it and once I got back in my groove I made sure I kept working to stay in that groove this is in high school right you're putting in this kind of work yes every day yeah every day but you liked it yeah because it was about basketball basketball is fun basketball is fun but it seems like you enjoy the work I do I really, I really do. Especially when you're with your friends. Like, these are not just friends. These are family members. Like, these are people that I grew up with since I was little. And we just all been following each other and sticking together. So that was like your little community. Yeah. All right. Like our pack. Join us at Gulfstream Park this spring with live action Thursday through Sunday. Enjoy entertainment outdoors at the Carousel Club or Feast in Ten Palms. Not hungry? Visit our many on-site shopping locations from fashion stores to home furnishings. For schedules, reservations, and tickets, visit GulfstreamPark.com. Do you still like the work when you got to college? You um, pride yourself on, on being a leader when it comes to work? I'm going to be honest with you. When you got to college, it was a little rough. <laughs> year, I didn't think it was all this. I still have a picture of my, like, with, um... Who took a picture of me? I think it was Jazz or Chiso. They took a picture of me in my bed. I'm dead. Like, uh, it was the first, I think it was the first time we was working out. But it's just a different level from high school. And, you know, I just had to adjust. So once, you know, like I told you, I'm not a person that gives up. So once I got to adjust, I was okay. They was telling me, your arm's going to hurt, be sore a little bit. I'm telling you, I couldn't reach my arms up. I was like, what is wrong? And I'm like, okay. I just had to figure this new system out. And I was like, okay, you got to rock. Well, you got to roll. And I was ready to rock, so. There you go. And Coach Meyer's not going to let you give up. I know Coach Meyer. She won't let you give up. No, Coach Meyer's not going to let you give up. How would you explain, if no one had ever met Coach Meyer, how would you explain her to them? If you never met Coach Meyer, hmm. This person is never going to let you have a frown on your face around him. They're always going to make you happy. They're always jokey whether it's bad or good they're going to get it out they're always going to express their self no matter how you like it whether it's bad or wrong if you tell them something you want to do she's going to make sure you achieve it and what she's is something you've told her that you wanted to achieve and how has she helped you when we have our coaches meeting i told coach katie where i want to go where i want to be and coach katie told me straight up i can't get you nowhere with these numbers so by numbers, you mean what? Stats. Got it. Once Coach Katie told me, that's all I needed. Coach Katie's basically telling me, you got to get these up so I can get you somewhere. What is somewhere? What's that somewhere? Girl. If you're someone that likes to rock and not roll, mm -hmm. you got to get your numbers up. What kind of work are you going to be putting in this offseason? So you just you have no idea how much work I've been putting in this offseason. I've been working my, like, it's a point where my trainer just literally told me, he was like, let's take a day off. Like, like I literally just took one day off yesterday. And it wasn't even a full day off. He was just like, we're going to rest and we'll go back at it tomorrow. So, Julia, I want to ask you to do this for me because I've been around college athletics a long time. I've been around the University of Miami a long time. And I ask this almost to everyone that says they work hard. And this is not um, – this is for the people that don't really understand – the amount of work a high-level athlete puts in. Because I think a lot of people think they work hard in life, mm -hmm. in sports, right? But when you talk to 
Division One athletes or people who've made it to the pros and they talk about the work they put in, I think it blows people's minds to really understand how the dedication and the level that is necessary to go where you want to go. So can you explain to me a day in the life, the amount of work you put in, a week? What is your day like? What is your week like? The literal amount of hours that you are putting in. Some days are not the same, but like the other day, I had a 6 a.m. And we had to run eight laps around the track. And then, like, I got on the shoe machine. From there, I went to my next workout, which was, like, at 10 or 11. That's for weights and conditioning. Basically, strengthens our legs, and I'll do mobility there. Then from there, I'll go to – I went back to my high school to do a little workout and get some more shots up. Then after that, I will go to my trainer, James Green, and we would train doing, like, skills, ball handling, and whatever I got to do. Then from there, sometimes it's I'm already tired. I'm just tired. I'm just tired from (laughs) listening to it. (laughs) From there, the work is done, but it's not – I don't stop. I basically find – basically, I go to L.A. sometimes – or like when when my high school coach have runs, I do that too. So from after the workout with James Green, I go to LA to do some runs to basically go against boys and like practice what I just worked on with my trainer. Against guys. Yeah, because that's how I grew up going going against boys and getting me tougher and faster. So, or sometimes I'll go to Ely and then it'll be just girls and I'll go do runs, and then from that. I'm done. But then on some days where I don't have like, like I went to the weights and condition, that'll be Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So if I don't have that Tuesday and Thursdays, I'll go to the hill. If I'm not going to the man called the man, his name is dumb from Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So yeah, me and my friends will hit the hill. And then after the hill, it'll be the same thing as Monday, Wednesday, but just without the weights and conditioning with dumb. Do you ever get tired? Yes. I mean, at first, like when I first started, of course, you're going to be tired, but I done got used to it. So we're like, okay, like, like I'm ready. I think I prepared myself enough to like, like I'm literally ready to go back to Miami and mark that off my list. Like, cause I told myself and I told my friends, because like I said, my friends are more motivation. Those, those ones that's in my ear telling me about what I said I want to do. So like I told them, like, I want to make sure I work this off season. Like, I want to make sure I work. And they make sure that once you, like, it's contagious. So once you do something, like, your friends want to be with you, too. So, like, and all of us play basketball. So it was just fun to be around them and actually do something we all love to do. These are your friends from high school? High school, middle school, since since we grew up, since we was running track, since we was little, basically. It's your, it's your crew? Yeah. Did they all play college ball somewhere? One play at South Micaiah Simmons. She play at um Southern Alabama. Zaria Blake. She play at Jacksonville. Maya just committed to FIU. Jalen Ponder. She just committed to Coastal Carolina. And Janaya Moore. She just decided back to play basketball. She's gonna play at FAMU. And then this one particular person, she doesn't play because of her medical issues but she's the reason why we all 
want to keep going. Her name is Makai Lumpson. That's my sister. That's somebody that's was actually supposed to be here with me at Miami. Can you say her name one more time? Makai Lumpson. And she went to Ely with you? Yeah, she went to Ely. She was the person who was always with me. Went to the same school and everything. And she had a, a medical condition that prevents her from playing? Yeah. Does she work out with you guys and hang out with you guys, or she's just your motivation? She's motivation, but she she hangs out with us. We always hang out. We always, like, after we done hanging out, we all, like, while we all down here, sometimes we go to her house and just chill and just talk. Was she good enough to go to Miami? Yeah, she definitely was. We both, like, we both, I think we both had an offer from them at the same time. But, you know, she had a medical issue. But it was okay. Like, so describe the motivation. What is the motivation? She loves the game of basketball, but she can't play. And that's because she has, like, this issue to where, like, sometimes, like, she, I guess, like, it's too much heat or, like, pressure. And she, like, she has seizures. So, basically, I play for her because she loves watching me play. And, like, she loves coming to my games. Like, that's, like, every time I'm home, like, I make sure I grab something from Miami to give it to her. Like, I just gave her some shoes, and I just gave her my practice jersey, like, it just felt good to like just watch her wear it at my game one day. Like I saw her wearing my practice jersey, and like I was just like, like, dang, like that's what keeps me going. You know, sometimes you know basketball is hard. If you're a player that never wanted to give up, like I mean, you're not working hard enough. So sometimes it'd be like, dang, like this is hard. But it's like they keep me going. She keeps me going because like she doesn't get to play, so I'm right. playing for her. When you think of great football and baseball, you think about the you. When you get hurt in a car, truck, or motorcycle wreck, you need to think Lebovic Law Group. At Lebovic Law Group, you come first. We work to get you all the money you are entitled to. Injured? You need to call or click Lebovic. Lebovic Law Group, the exclusive sponsor of the Miami Hurricanes and proud sponsor of all things you. Go you! So a couple more things, uh, Julia, and then I'll let you go. What's your lasting memory? Give me a, a lasting memory that stands out from this past season that you just can't get out of your head. A lasting memory from last season? This past year, the Elite Eight year. Indiana. I can't get Indiana Indiana game out of my head. Because? Because it was just, that was a sold-out game. I've never been, like, I always said I'm a person that likes the crowd. But that crowd, oh, my <laughs> God. I mean, when you you know how you come in, you warm up, then you go back in the locker room, then you come back out, then you take off your jury, you go, then you go back in the locker room. Next thing you know, we come back out ready to, like, for the four, last four minutes to warm up. Every seat is filled. I'm like, whoa, that happened so fast. And I was just telling myself, like, I prayed. I was like, it's just a crowd. You've been here before. Don't get discouraged. And, like, I made sure I told my team that, too. Like, y'all, this is a game where we definitely got to stick together like glue. Because right now, they winning because they have a crowd. But the underdogs are going to win this game. It was just, like, that was just crazy. Like, and Coach said it. She said, us scoring is their silence. Like, them being quiet, their no clapping is our cheering. So, we're good. And like, she was right. Every time we scored, they went silent. I'm like, 
then you see all of us do this. You see Haley do this. Set up. <laughs> like, yeah, shh. like, hey, it's calm down. Like, oh, my God, that game was crazy. How fun was that locker room afterwards then? Oh, that locker room was fun. We knew the locker room was going to be lit. We knew we was going to have eyes on us. So, like, that's why a lot of us went live. And then, like, a lot of people joined us. And then, like, you could have, you got a picture of me like this. Like, oh, my God. Like, we literally just want this. Crazy. <laughs> so many cool things happened after the tournament, right? Just so many different experiences for your team, celebrations, whatever. What's one of the cooler things you got to experience in celebrating this past season? Honestly, I could say it wasn't necessarily a celebration, but I enjoyed playing with Destin Lola. You know, even though we lost in our last game, just them coming to us were coming to me, telling me something. Like, it just made me want it to go harder and just have their backs for this program. You know, even though we all didn't get the outcome we wanted, that was just a special moment right there. What'd they say? I want to say Death told me, like, don't let nobody tell you different. You got this. This is your team. Bring it home. And I'm always be in your corner for you. And Lola said... I'm always be your mama. I got your back. I love you. And always smile. That, I remember that. And, like, that's something I'm going to keep with me through every game. Like, I even told Destiny before she left, like, we decorated the locker rooms. I took her, I, I put pictures on her thing, but I took that picture back because I need something to stay right here so I could be like, okay, I'm keeping this here. So, like, it's the person who I'll be with. It's the person who... Like, reminded me, like, Jaleel, you got to keep going. So is it your team? Will it be your team? It's not going to be just my team. It's going to be our team, me, Jazz, and Shay. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for, the trio. And uh, that smile, that's contagious. Yeah, it is. Everybody says it. Yeah, they say I'm a, I'm, a, I'm the light. Coach, one, Um, I want to say coach called me magic. <laughs> that's a good one. That's yeah. a good. All right, Magic. We're we're gonna we're gonna leave it on that, Julia. You brought it strong today. I appreciate it. Can't wait to watch you next year. Keep putting in that work. I'm all, I'm tired just listening to it, but now I got something to take to my boys and tell them if you want to be something special, this is what it takes. Oh yeah, I got. That's what I be trying to tell my brother. It's I, not easy. I heard someone say this the other day. It's pretty simple. You only get out what you put in. You're right. It's as simple as that. Thanks for being our shining light here on the Behind the You podcast. Have a great weekend. We'll catch up with you uh, next fall. All right, you too.